Hello, welcome back to another episode of Scoops from wherever you are on this beautiful green earth. I'm your co-host, Mr. Thomas. I believe it's our 20th episode tonight in this post, I believe. Wow. We've made it. We have. Almost six months of the pod, actually almost five months of the pod, late August. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to us. Yes. Uh, let's review our picks. So last week, Miss Post, of course, did better than me. Uh, you were six for six, Miss Post. No, five for six. I'm sorry. You picked the Cowboys also, but you did get the Bengals, right? Very good. Mm-hmm. I was four for six, of course, losing both competitive games. Lost the Bengals. I had the Raiders and lost the Niners. I had the Cowboys, of course. But that's usually how it goes. Uh, shout out to Miss Post. Didn't say this last episode, but she won our pick'em. Uh, first year doing it. First place by herself by three games, right, Miss Post? Three games. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous, but also congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Sounds like my epic me a good co-host. <laughs> thank you. Yes, uh, we'll get into some picks tonight. Not too much on the agenda for tonight. A couple things about COVID, obviously. Mask always in the A block. Uh, Democrats, of course, you know, just, you know, failing as usual. Biden's approval ratings underwater. Biden had this, you know, just obscure rant about voting rights and saying that if you don't support them, basically you're a segregationist. So we'll talk about that a bit. And uh, we'll get into some Purdue-IU talk as well. Yes. Big game this week. Purdue at Indiana. Miss Post, how are you feeling about it? Um, not feeling too confident, but um, glad it's a home game for us, for sure. I think that gives us the edge that we need to hopefully win that game. Home crowd does make a difference. Uh, Purdue has won nine straight. Former Indiana coach Archie Miller never won one time against Purdue. That's tough. Uh, but it is at home, the first meeting. That's huge, as you said. Uh, he's undefeated at home. Coach Woodson will have a suit on, it sounds like. He'll be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <clears throat> the year of the streaks being busted. You know, Michigan beat Ohio State. So I heard. I didn't see that game, but so I heard. Uh, our basketball team beat our rival for the first time in 11 tries. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. But let's delve in. So, you know, we got this Omicron variant raging. You know, Biden's now sending out free COVID tests and free KN95s to each person. You know, too little, too late, but that's fine. Um, but one thing I want to talk about, this is for you, Steve. Uh, so the whole thing with the mask, you know, now they're saying cloth masks are ineffective, which, again, is not breaking news. Early, or excuse me, late summer, uh, this this man, Michael Alsterholm, he was a doctor on Biden's transition team. And he basically said, this is during the Delta surge, that the cloth masks people have are, quote, not very effective at stopping COVID. Now, that doesn't mean the effect is zero, but still, that can make a difference. Probably not. Not very effective, especially if you mandate masks and don't mandate what type. What's the point? Same thing with schools, right? Like, you have got students coming with neck gaiters on their neck gaiters over their mouth. That's been proven, at least, you know, preliminary, preliminarily proven that it actually increases the spread. So, if you can just put anything in front of your face, what's the point? Just for the show, it's not even for safety at all. It's just for the... Uh, presumed benefit of those that are most afraid. So again, empowering those that are most irrationally scared of of, of COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so saw a great tweet. And, you know, I'm not. I try to stay away from Twitter. I actually do a pretty good job of that. You know, obviously it's poison, and you know I get my news from actual sources. But Twitter sometimes I take that bait. But I did see a great tweet, basically saying that there's no evidence that pull off masks are any less effective now than they were uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. And basically what that means is, obviously, it's not just like all of a sudden cloth masks don't work. It's because they were always ineffective, but people just said to do it because it was the thing to do and just obey and that's it. And so now that people are actually getting tired of it and cases are soaring and, 
you know, people are actually thinking, hey, they don't work so well. They're always saying, oh, they're not saying, oh, we need to get better masks. Again, it's always, it's always just another mask. It's mm-hmm. always put on another mask. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, it's always been obvious that cloth masks are ineffective. And, and we talked about this in what, probably our first episode, but there was a, a chart done by a doctor. And now, and now, this will probably be our cover photo for today. But basically, it says if you were unmasked and you were infected, unmasked and you were infected and talking to someone who's not infected within six feet 15 minutes was how long you had and then of course if you both had a cloth mask on it was 27 minutes so really the cloth mask adds 27 minutes to your talking but that's it so if right. you're between 15 and 27 minutes have a cloth mask on allegedly but again obviously that sentiment is stupid because when when is that really going to come, come to be that's not the point if it's that if it's that nitty gritty then you need to do other things to take precautions Surgical mask was one, one hour. So again, as we said, if really surgical about masks, you would have to be in a tightly enclosed space, poor ventilation, and where uh, you can't socially, socially distance. That's when masks would actually be effective. Otherwise, it's just arbitrary, as we know. We've known that. Anyway, so point is, it's not cloth mask being ineffective is nothing new. Nothing new at all. It's just it, now it's now they're saying that because they need a reason to make you mask up a. And B, cases are soaring, everyone's getting infected, and, and, and people are just like, well, people are finally starting to see, well, maybe this doesn't make a lot of sense. And of course, it also is the case that, as we talk about, everybody's going to get it at some point. There's no way you won't get COVID in your life because it's always going to be around. And people were misled thinking they just hunker down for a month, two months, three months, four months, 18 months, 24 months, then they'll finally just avoid it. No, that was never true. Never true at all. Mm-hmm. And so now they're saying, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's just because you're not wearing the right type of mask. Um, so, this, our loyal listeners know that, but we just wanted to point that out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose anything to add to that? Um, no, I don't. Didn't you have a good point from someone at school, what they said about <clears throat> COVID? I can't remember the, the speaker last week. I don't remember. If you think of it, let us know. Okay. Let us know. You, you let me know. Too. But I do, I do want to rant about uh, the school protocols. I mean, this is just an absolute joke. So, of course, we know nurses... As Miss Post likes to say, they were they were healthcare heroes last year. Now they're not because they're not vaccinated. So you know we don't care about them anymore. But you know they they're they're the most important job in the world. No no, no other interest comes above nurses. Okay, that's fine. But the school the school nurses the contact tracers are very overwhelmed because of course they are because there's so many cases and close contacts. But one thing that doesn't make sense, and Miss Post and I are both teachers. But literally, I have a student who's quarantined. Okay, it was quarantined was cleared to return, but she did not get, she did not get cleared on her 10th day because the nurse has to clear her. So what sense does that make? She was home, she had a positive test, was past 10 days, and she still can't come back Mm -hmm. because the nurse has to call her. The nurse is already overwhelmed, so why does she have to call her? What sense does that make? And again, why is it still 10 days? Yeah. CDC said five. So why is it still 10? They, they even changed it to five for schools. So why is our communist district still making it 10? How is that science? Mm-hmm. It's literally going against the science. Mm-hmm. How is that science? I was talking to somebody today about um, someone they knew who was trying to get a negative test so they could go back to um, a certain country that they were doing schooling in. And this person never had COVID. I think they maybe had been a close contact or something, but basically tested positive over and over and over with all these tests, cannot get a negative test, and has never shown a symptom this whole time, but is literally landlocked because they can't get 
the result that they need in order to get back. I just don't understand how now we're trusting these tests over our own intuition. Exactly. Excellent point. And at this point, as we've said, even if you are positive without any symptoms and then you actually know that, like how much of a difference is that for you to go out and be around people than someone else that just never gets a test and never knows? It's impossible to track everybody down, obviously, unless somehow you're a close contact. So it's like you're working so hard for something that's never going to make a big effect. Exactly. And actually, I read an article where a doctor said that. Basically, like those that are asymptomatic positive are way less of a threat than those who are never tested and have symptoms or whatever it may be. And you're exactly right, Ms. Post. Again, why? if In a vaccinated world especially, if you're asymptomatic, let's say you test on let's say just day one okay so you test on day one you're positive after three days four days of that and let's just assume that t- the day your test was was your first day that it was in, in your system probably not true but let's just say it was mm-hmm. after day three or day four you're free to go because again you're not sick it and this was true pre-vaccine it, we talked about this it was never the case that you were getting sick on day eight or day nine that was just something that was said to, to be careful and they stuck with it and there was no evidence of it we talked about how the board meeting speech last year december 2020 a doctor spoke saying that close contact quarantine should be a week because you you have your symptoms and they usually clear within a week that's it and that was pre-vaccine pre-vaccine so and pre pre-omicron which is much milder and much faster onset of symptoms so again why people have to wait a week on end and be pot tested again and again with no symptoms. That's just stupid, especially when they're vaccinated. It could be a small bit of virus in your nose. That's not even that. That's it's only right there. It's not even the rest of your rest of your nose and rest right. of your upper airways. What's the point of that? Mm-hmm. And again, when does it end? You can test for vaccinated people next year, in two years, three years, and if not, why? Is it not going to be a threat then? Could it still not spread? Are the unvaccinated still not vulnerable? Where does it end? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so back to the school thing. So the nurses are behind, but then they have to call somebody after their quarantine date ends to say they can go back. Why? Say this person out till this day, they can come back, period. How hard is that? If they try to come to school, make send them home. How hard is that? Mm-hmm. So also, the test results take almost a week to get back. So let's say I have symptoms. I get tested, it takes me a week. I'm already clear anyway. Why would I, why would I still sit out if I'm already clear? The, the test is a week old. Mm-hmm. It's a week old. Mm-hmm. And in basketball, I have three players out right now. So, one, this is, they have this recording is the, is the 19th, okay? So, one, experienced symptoms on the 15th, but the positive test wasn't until the 17th. They're saying he's out of school until the 28th. The 28th! What sense does that make? The 15th was his first day of symptoms. You don't start the test from day one of the positive results of your symptoms. It's from when the symptoms began. Mm-hmm. And that's probably two days later anyway because you don't just get symptoms on day one usually. So really, it's the 13th. So again, what sense does this make? It's all arbitrary. And you can make the argument that maybe the arbitrariness was okay early on and through last winter, January, February. But again, this is over a year into the vaccine, over a year with the vaccine for those most vulnerable, almost a year overall for everybody with the vaccine. And we're still doing the same stuff. Why? Adam, explain it to me. Why? What sense does it make? Mm-hmm. Six feet, arbitrary. Uh, uh, 14-day quarantine, arbitrary. Um, negative test after seven days, arbitrary. When does it end? When does it end? Mm-hmm. You're not contagious after day seven. With Omicron, not only contagious after day five. That's why they just shortened it. So again, where does it end? 
It's just ridiculous. How about this? If you're healthy, go. If you're sick, if you want to stay home, stay home. Whenever you feel better, go back again. How hard is that? So we've done for thousands of years. We will do for thousands of years. That's it. Who in their right mind is going to stay home for 10 days when they're sick? Who's going to do it? Yeah. Nobody. Unless you still have symptoms, you should be able to go back out. Well, even if you do have symptoms, can you not work with a cough? Right. And plus, most times with illnesses, if you're staying home to be less, um, what is it called when everybody gets Protective? Oh, infectious? Yes, yeah. Or, yeah. Less infectious. Contagious. Contagious. There we go. Thank you. Same thing, actually. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> Contagious is easier to say. Um, you, you're spreading it around if you stay home for 10 days after you start showing symptoms with something, especially COVID. Exactly. Usually you're most contagious right before, right? Exactly. One or two days before symptoms. That's before right. Before you even know. So. Exactly. You're, exactly. You're trying to do something that's not helping <laughs> But, it, I mean, it's hard. It's You can't say, just stay home all the time, obviously. That's not going to work for us. Exactly. Uh, so let's, that leads us to our thing about the test results. Let's just talk about Biden, man. This man, Sleepy Joe. How old is he? 79, right? Yeah, 79 years old. So let's just imagine for a minute that Trump was still president and there was a shortage of tests. Cases were soaring. Uh, hospitals were overwhelmed and the pandemic's worse than when it started. Let's just imagine that for a second and talk about how the reaction would be different. Okay, first of all, Trump would be, I, I don't care what I said worse than before because Trump was basically hailed as like uh, the Antichrist uh, in 2020, even though he really didn't do anything and no one could have stopped this wave. As we already know, no matter who was president, it was going to, it was going to explode, it was going to be a mess. We were misled by China. There were a lot of missteps. We weren't prepared, all that stuff. And Trump takes some blame for that just in terms of the messaging. But Fauci has a mixed message every single day. So clearly it's not just Trump that did that. Anyway, but think about there was not enough tests in the Trump administration. What would happen? There'd be, he'd be impeached every single day. The news would not stop talking about it. It would be on the news every single day. Trump, there could be a 0% unemployment rate. And if Trump didn't have enough tests, that's all that would be talked about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can say it's not Biden's fault. And I agree with that. It's not Biden's fault, just like it wasn't Trump's fault. Because it's a, it's a pandemic, it's a virus. It's going to go wherever it wants to go. There's nothing you can do. The saviors of the world, the liberal politicians, can't do anything to stop it. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And so that's and so Democrats continue to outdo themselves on their stupidity and their arrogance. And it's always amazing like just how the peaks it reaches. There's like Michigan fan hubris and there's Democrat hubris. They're about equal because it's, it's off the charts how much it is. So think about Democrats, okay? They beat Trump by about 40,000 votes, which is not a lot, obviously. Three states, pretty much. Mm-hmm. 40,000 votes, Electoral College. Okay, they lose seats in the House. The Senate, they tie only because Trump was pretty much an idiot and, 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 and blew it. But it's, they won, okay. So it's tied Senate, lost seats in the House, relevant presidency, lost state legislatures and governorships. And then, of course, after they have a mandate like FDR and LBJ of, you know, plus 100-seat mandate. And then they really have the gall to act like the news media is not covering them well enough and to act like, you know, those that, those that don't toe the party line are white supremacists. Mm-hmm. And, it, again, this is nothing new. You guys are educated out there. Adam, you know this, obviously. Phil, you know. But it's just the, it's, it's almost just this cycle of uh, kissing their own you-know-what to act like 
they can never be wrong. And if unless you call for more government intervention and government programs, you're like a racist, sexist, homophobe, Islamophobe, everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's it's almost like it's comical to think about because these are the same people that for four years said how much of an existential threat Trump was. And everybody knew that was exaggerated because they hated Trump and they wanted the power. But we're seeing it with our own eyes. It wasn't about Trump at all. It's just they wanted to have the power that he had and they wanted to be the ones that were in control. Mm-hmm. Biden's speech last week on voting rights, he said... Basically, he said, if you don't support the voting rights bill, you are a segregationist. A segregationist. Mm-hmm. Georgia's law, it adds drop boxes. In fact, for every 100,000 people, it adds another one. It exp- ex- expands election day voting hours. It expands Saturday voting hours. It codifies optional Sunday uh, voting. It allows for universal absentee ballot application. No excuse absentee ballot application. New York doesn't even have that. Okay? So, I mean... That that's that's uh, voter suppression. That's voter suppression. New York doesn't even have no excuse absentee ballot application. They voted it down. They voted it down in 2020, 55 to 45. Just read about this in the Wall Street Journal. So again, it's all political. We all know this. It's just a joke. And again, Democrats can't get it passed because thank God for Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin. They're not going to eliminate the filibuster. Let's remember when Trump was president, Democratic senators wrote a letter urging. Uh, McConnell to not allow the filibuster to be taken away because it was such a it was such a pivotal point in democracy. So now of course they want it gone. So again, we all know Democrats have this unearned moral superiority. We all know that it's been around since the Obama days and well before then. But now it's just so it's so obvious. Even with Trump, you would think with Trump they have a chance to actually to actually be higher and on a higher plane because Trump did so much stupid shit. But they still can't even do that. They still can't even get anything. They still can't even make themselves look good despite how bad Trump made himself look. Think about that. How bad do you have to be to make yourself look as bad as Trump? Mm-hmm. With all the media coverage he took and all the all the threats that he had to face from big tech, academia, everything, and Democrats still can't make themselves look better than him. How bad is that? I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Rasmussen has Biden's approval at, I'm sorry, Gallup has Biden approval at 33%. 33%. That's lower than Trump. Mm-hmm. And what will they say? Actually, they started to say it wasn't a reputable poll. It wasn't reputable. Even though 538 said their methodology was an A-. minus. A-. minus. It's constantly shifting the blame. Exactly. That's kind of what this is. And again, Trump did that. We of haven't seen he done. Biden at all. No. Why would you? <laughs> They've, they're hiding him. Exactly. And uh, look... That's the thing. Everything that we just said, Trump did too. Trump always shifted blame. Trump did some some some, some stupid stuff. Trump did a lot of things to shoot himself in the foot. But and and when he did it, it was an existential threat to democracy. Biden does it just because his opponents are white supremacists. So again, that's the thing. You can't even be different than Trump. If he's that much of a threat to democracy, you're not even doing anything different than him. Mm-hmm. Eviction moratorium, unconstitutional. Vaccine mandate, unconstitutional. Uh, eliminate the filibuster. Not unconstitutional, but violating Senate norms. So again, all these things that said about Trump, they can't even do better than him, A, or B, make themselves look better than him. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's why, that's why Democrats are so out of touch and voters see right through that. Because, and let's also review Trump, in our opinion, in this show's opinion, Trump lost because of COVID, period. If there's no COVID, Trump rolls easily. And Biden was the best candidate to beat him because he was known as moderate, things like that. 
and he would get the black vote, things like that. But Trump rules easily for no COVID. Black unemployment, record lows. Women unemployment, record lows. Hispanic unemployment, record lows. Trump rules easily. Even if COVID existed, but it wasn't the all the shutdowns, Trump rules. But with COVID and the shutdowns and big tech and academia and 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 the media rallying together to suppress stories about Hunter Biden and to and to paint Trump as the Antichrist and to blame COVID on Trump, it was over. There was no chance for Trump. And again, it was not a fixed election, but it certainly wasn't fair when you had that kind of coverage, flat out. And think about that. So they had all that and Biden barely won. Barely won. Instead of showing humility, Democrats getting some stuff done. Hey, you know, we got the majority. Let's do something with it. No, they decided we're going to do we're going to do things that only the extremes of our party want, like build back better. And anyway, it's, it's just amazing. The, the, the arrogance is unreal. Mm-hmm. But let's also review. Biden ran on stopping COVID. Cases are soaring. Hospitalizations hit past their peak. More deaths in 21 than 2020. And that's all with the vaccine. So maybe A, president can't do anything about COVID. And B, uh, Biden had no plan. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get into some picks here in this post. Uh, we got four games this weekend, great games in the divisional round. Let's start Bengals-Titans. Who do you like in that one? Oh, I got uh, Titans on that one. Titans, too, at home. Should be a good game. Uh, Bengals are playing well. They're a new team, but I think Titans are very underrated. I have Titans winning. Uh, Saturday night, Niners-Packers in Lambeau. Going to be cold, hopefully snowy. Uh, I want to pick San Fran, but I do think they have a good chance. They they run the ball. They, have, they play good defense. But I gotta take Green Bay. I just think I'm not I'm not bold enough to pick San Fran. I got Green Bay too. All right, Sunday Rams at Bucks. Rams won a blowout in Week Three in LA. This one's in Tampa. Obviously, I'm not picking against Tom Brady, so I'm picking the Bucks. Got the Bucks as well. At home should be a great game. Two great defenses going at it. Finally, Bills Chiefs. Another rematch earlier this season. Bills smoked the Chiefs in Kansas City. <gasps> Excuse me. Uh, and this is also rematch of last year's AFC Championship game that the Chiefs won at home. I'm taking the Chiefs at home. I think they're the better team. They're playing really well. And Bills, it's a psychological thing with the Bills. They can't get over that hump in the postseason. Right. I got the Chiefs as well. So we're basically all on the same page. We're supposed to see how it goes. Should yes. be four great games. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, let's also pick IU-Purdue, Miss Post, in, in Bloomington. Uh, the great rivalry game. Purdue's won nine straight. Who do you like in that one? I've got IU for that. IU at home? Gotta pick them. I gotta disagree with you, Miss Post. I could see IU winning. They are at home. I think they're due. But until I see it, I gotta pick Purdue. I think their twin towers down low are too good. And I think Purdue Purdue will get the win. Uh let's just also point out one more thing before we go. Short episode today. Uh we passed two years this past Saturday, two years that since the WHO said that COVID does not spread from human to human transmission. How about that? How about that? I saw the tweet from Dr. Scott Gottlieb. Two years, yep. And it's according to Dr. Scholl, it's still up on the website. It's still up on the website that COVID does not spread from human to human transmission. Mm, Think about that. Interesting. Think about that. It probably spreads from library books. Yeah, there we go. Or Amazon packages. <laughs> Amazon packages, that's right. Or grocery bags. Yes. Uh, so just think about that. That same organization that demand. That, that is making demands for vaccine equity and things like that and, and trusted China's investigation. The same one that did that said that COVID does not come from human-to-human transmission. So great leadership there, great expertise, just like Fauci. Uh, also, one thing I want to add from last week's episode, then we'll get out of here. 
Uh, and also, we talked with, about this in the first episode about masking. Uh, again, Fauci said in spring 2020, he said, don't wear a mask. The mask you go to the grocery store, not very effective. And then later he said to wear one. And a lot of people, I think, unfairly said that, and unfairly said it was, you know, a flip-flop, which technically it was, but science does change. And if, and B, if that was the only thing you flip-flop on, okay, but it's been many more since then. But they actually do have a very valid point in the sense of what science changed. What science changed? They never told us. Masks were not known to reduce the spread of respiratory illnesses before COVID. So what changed? Did they tell us that? No, they just put on a mask. Shut up and obey it, as my boy Tucker says. Just put on a mask. They said now, all you got to do is put on a mask. So even if I say that, you know, the science evolves and, you know, no one's right all the time, what changed? What changed? And two years later, what changed that cloth masks are now, quote unquote, no longer effective? We've known that the whole time, clearly. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening. Short episode today. We'll be back next week for conference championship preview. And we'll probably have a week off for uh, the bye week. And, of course, we'll be back with the grand Super Bowl bonanza, hopefully with some guests that week as well. Uh, but thank you for listening. Happy MLK Day. And enjoy the football this weekend. Yes. Any parting shots in this post? No. <laughs> have a great week. Yes. Bye. <laughs>